0: Why Trade Unions Should Not Support The Morning Star by Jim Denham Published by Workers' Liberty, January 2024 More publications at workersliberty.org forward slash publications Introduction In August 2022, the Executive of the Bakers' Food and Allied Workers' Union, the BFAWU, decided to take shares in The Morning Star and join the board of the People's Press Printing Society, PPS, the co-op that publishes the paper. The BFAWU thus became the 12th national trade union to join the PPS alongside ASLEF, Community, CWU, FBU, GMB, NUM, POA, RMT, TSSA, Unite and USDOR. The NUM North East region also has a shareholding and a seat on the board. This gave the people behind the Morning Star particular pressure because just 11 national unions are affiliated to the Labour Party. The truth is that the PPS is little more than a facade. The paper is controlled by the Communist Party of Britain, the CBP. Its masthead defines it as, quote, incorporating the daily worker, end quote, and, quote, established 1930, end quote, identifying it with the tradition of the Stalinist press, all through the high Stalinist period. Although it does carry articles from the Labour Party members, independents and even occasionally people from very distant Trotskyist backgrounds. All this is at the discretion of the CPB. Naturally, editor Ben Chakrow, like all his predecessors, is a party member. It is, therefore, impossible to discuss the politics of the Morning Star without also discussing at least some of the politics of the CBP. From the outset, let us be clear, the CBP is a legitimate part of the Labour movement and it has an absolute right to put forward and argue for its politics. What it does not have the right to do is to a. pretend that its mouthpiece, The Morning Star, is somehow an independent, quote, broad left, end quote, publication. b. to misrepresent the views of those on the left who disagree with it and c. to obtain monies under false pretenses from the trade union movement. And despite the oft-repeated claim to be quote, the only paper that relies solely on its readership and solidarity donations for its income, end quote, in reality, the paper depends for its very existence upon funding from unions, often channeled to it without any democratic mandate from the members. The quote, good and quote, reason why union officialdom backs the Star is that they see it as the only daily paper that reliably backs strikes and anti-cuts campaigns. In fairness, it does, though usually from the standpoint of officialdom rather than rank and file activists. But, one, it does not provide the unions with outreach to a working-class public which they could not get with their own materials. The paper is found in union offices and distributed for free, in union-sponsored editions, and some demonstrations and events like Durham Miners' Gala and Toll Puddle. But the public it reaches is a narrow one, almost entirely people who would already support strikes and anti-cuts campaigns. If the unions funded solidarity, the socialist and the socialist worker, they would get wider, on-the-streets, and door-to-door distribution. Not that anyone would put that idea forward as a serious proposition. 2. Relatively little of the coverage is about strikes and anti-cuts campaigns in Britain. In fact, in return for ineffectual support for their domestic economic disputes, the unions finance coverage on broader political, especially international issues, which runs counter to basic trade union values. China, giving uncritical support to the totalitarian regime and denying all evidence of forced labour and human rights abuses against the Uyghurs and other Muslims. Ukraine, opposing the supply of arms to Ukraine and advocating, quote, peace, end quote, on terms that would amount to Ukraine's surrender, and either ignoring or misrepresenting the many union conferences and executives that have passed strong motions in support of Ukraine. Brexit following the CBP quote line end quote advocating not just a quote hard end quote Brexit but quote no deal end quote and WTO terms in direct contradiction to the policies of the vast majority of unions and to the paper's friend Jeremy Corbyn when he was Labour leader. All in all, we have to conclude that directing union members' money to the Morning Star it's not just an ineffective way of promoting union campaigns and struggles, it is an affront to working-class democracy. Page 9. China How does a newspaper claiming to stand for quote, peace and socialism, end quote, defend a regime that denies basic democratic rights and has incarcerated an estimated million Muslims in what look very much like concentration camps? An article by Juan carlos martinez morning star july fourteenth twenty twenty denounced quote, increasingly hysterical and absurd end quote, criticisms of China citing quote, four main lines of attack being pushed on a daily basis by the u s and British ruling classes end quote. that the newly introduced national security law is an a- attack on the basic freedoms of the people of the Hong Kong and violates China's legal obligations under the Sino-British Joint Declaration of 1984. That the Uyghur population of Xinjiang is being repressed in any number of indescribably brutal ways, including through mass incarceration in, quote, re-education camps, end quote, and forced sterilization. That China, as a result of its secrecy, incompetence, vindictiveness, or some combination thereof, didn't give the world sufficient warning of the COVID-19 outbreak and must therefore bear a large part of the responsibility for the havoc being wreaked by the pandemic, and that China's technology companies are providing, or seek to provide, secret information to the Chinese state, and therefore their involvement in Western economies should be actively restricted. Readers might then have expected Martinez to proceed to expose and debunk these quote, hysterical and absurd, end quote, claims, but he didn't, merely stating that, quote, it's the US government leading the charge, end quote, and that the Tories agree with them. In a later piece in the Morning Star of August fifteenth to sixteenth, twenty twenty, Martinez revealed that his sole source of information was the Grey Zone website run by conspiracy theorist and Putin apologist Max Blumenthal. An examination of Blumenthal's claims that there isn't, quote no evidence end quote of persecution of Uyghurs reveals that he has no counter evidence at all apart from ad hominem attacks upon Adrian Zenz, the German researcher who has provided much of the recent evidence of persecution and in particular the forced sterilization of Uyghur women. Martinez was particularly upset that Labour MPs are quote, enthusiastically climbing aboard the new Cold War bandwagon, end quote. and that John MacDonald has quote, recorded an histrionic and hopelessly one sided denunciation of the Chinese state's alleged mistreatment of the Uyghur Muslims. End quote. Again, no explanation is offered as to how MacDonald's statement was one sided and what exactly the quote, other side end quote, might be. Presumably, Chinese ruling class claim that what appear to be concentration camps are in fact benign, quote, re-education, end quote, facilities. The overwhelming evidence accepted by Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch amongst many other reputable organisations is that women in Xinjiang have been involuntarily fitted with intrauterine contraceptives or coerced into receiving sterilisation surgeries even when they have had fewer than the permitted two children. Chinese government documents show that women in some rural minority communities in the region have received frequent mandatory gynaecological exams and bimonthly pregnancy tests from local health officials. Having too many children is a major reason people are sent to detention camps with parents of three or more families incarcerated unless they can pay huge fines. According to an investigative, investigative report from the Associated Press of the 484 camp detainees listed in Karakax County in Xinjiang in 2020, 149 were there for having too many children, the most common reason for holding them. The fact that the daily paper that claims to be representative of the most progressive elements of the British Labour and Trade Union movement denies that overwhelming evidence of concentration camps, demographic genocide and systematic large-scale abuse and persecution of ethnic and religious minorities is, a sim- is simply a disgrace. The Morning Star doesn't even attempt to justify its stance or produce a shred of evidence beyond evidence-free propaganda from self-appointed Beijing cheerleader Martinez and conspiracy theorists like Max Blumenthal. The Chinese system is often described in the Morning Star as, quote, socialism with Chinese characteristics, end quote. But you will not read an alternative analysis thats that it is, quote, capitalism with Chinese characteristics, end quote. The emergence of China as a major economic force has involved the rise of powerful Chinese transnational capitalists fused with a party state elite based upon the exploitation of hundreds of millions of Chinese workers. China is now one of the most unequal countries in the world. Strikes and independent unions are not legal. The so-called All-China Federation of Trade Unions is a state-controlled organisation that promotes high productivity and opposes strikes. But even so, worker struggles frequently erupt in defiance of brutal state repression. It is true that Chinese capitalist development has lifted millions out of extreme poverty and brought about a rapid industrialization and technological progress. Just as the North America and Western European countries experienced these achievements during their periods of rapid capitalist development from the late 19th to mid 20th centuries. Such economic development may be desirable. But without workers' control and democracy at every level of society and the, and the economy, it is not socialism. Page 11, Ukraine. In June 2022, the Executive Council of Unite met and passed a resolution on the war in Ukraine. The resolution, quote, unreservedly condemns Putin's invasion of Ukraine and stands in full solidarity with the millions of victims of the attack. Unite calls for an immediate ceasefire and a withdrawal of all Russian forces from Ukraine." End quote. It congratulates union members, quote, "such as those of the Stanlow refinery, who refuse to unload Russian oil from any ship regardless of the nationality of the vessel that delivers it." And Unite repeats the call on the UK government to close the loophole that is still making these deliveries possible." End quote. The resolution calls for a, quote, comprehensive programme of support for UK workers, their families and companies impacted by sanctions against Russia, including wage protection and company support while alternate supply chains are established, end quote. The resolution went on to demand support for, quote, all refugees from Ukraine and elsewhere, end quote, to express solidarity with the Russian peace movement and to note, quote, that numerous reports of links between Vladimir Putin and far-right parties across Europe, the presence of Russian oligarchs in the UK and huge amounts of Russian money flowing through the city of London, as well as the allegations of Russian financial support for some political parties in the UK, end quote. Perhaps most importantly, quote, Unite acknowledges the right of Ukraine to defend its citizens and territory Within internationally recognised borders, end quote. the resolution was immediately released as a statement and can be read in full on the Unite website. One publication that might have been expected to give prominent coverage to the statement would be the Morning Star. After all, it received substantial financial support from Unite and has long given uncritical support to successive leaders of the union. But the paper never even mentioned the Unite statement. This despite the fact that a few days later the Morning Star carried an editorial headed quote, the link between the labour and peace movements is crucial, end quote, and praised two unions, the FBU and the National Education Union, whose leaderships had put out much less clear statements that could have been interpreted as calling for Ukraine to capitulate. The only possible conclusion to be drawn from the Morning Star's failure to even mention the United Statement is that it was embarrassment that ran against the de facto, quote, line, end quote, of the paper that Ukraine should be persuaded, actually forced, to sue for peace on terms favourable to Russia. In July 2023, Unite's policy conference passed another pro-Ukraine resolution in the form of a statement. The Morning Star did report this but crucially admitted the fact that the statement supports quote, the right of Ukraine to defend its citizens and territory within internationally recognised borders. End quote. And the only speaker quoted in, quoted in the report was a delegate who was clearly hostile to Ukraine and sought to blame only NATO, not Putin, for the war. Their has had nothing to say about other unions, PCS, ASLEF, NUM, CW, TSSA, the Bakers Union, that have passed resolutions and or issued statements in support of Ukraine. But when it comes to the GMB, it mi- misrepresents unions' outspoken support for Ukraine as backing the Tory government and are simply calling for increased arms spending, a deliberate misrepresentation. Morning Star columnist and CBP member Andrew Murray, for instance, he used his column twenty ninth of august twenty twenty three to attack the GMB for calling for quote, the immediate withdrawal of Russian troops from all Ukrainian territories since twenty fourteen. Murray presumably favours the permanent annexation of Crimea by Russia and for calling for quote, increased military aid to Ukraine, end quote without mentioning that his and the Morningstar's position is that no military aid at all should be sent to Ukraine, thus ensuring its defeat. As a matter of fact, a fair criticism of GMB policy could be made. It combines support for Ukraine with a call for increased defence spending by the UK government. In fact, the UK could simultaneously increase arms supplies to Ukraine while cutting defence spending e.g. non renewal of trident. But Murray and the Morning Star don't make that point. They simply attack the GMB for, in the words of Murray, quote, shamefully campaigning for increased military spending at a time of wholesale attack on public services. End quote. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which the Morning Star repeatedly denied would happen, they've carried up they have carried dozens of articles blaming NATO and, quote, West, end quote, but usually not Putin, arguing against sending arms to Ukraine so it can defend itself and, in some cases, using evasive language to advocate a victory for Russia. Just one, and only one, substantial article has put the case for Ukraine's right to obtain weapons to defend itself. Peace by GMB General Secretary Gary Smith in October 2022. Page 13. Johnson and Brexit In June 2023, as he humiliated Boris Johnson resigned as MP, pathetically claiming, quote, there's a witch hunt underway to take revenge for Brexit, and ultimately to reverse the 2016 referendum result. End quote. He received support from what may seem an unlikely quarter, the Morning Star. Despite a front-page headline on 16th of June 2023, quoting the COVID-19 brief, Families for Justice, quote, Liar Johnson unfit to hold office again, end quote. That day's editorial lined up behind Johnson's claim of an, quote, establishment, end quote, conspiracy by Sunak and Starmer to get rid of him. Here's some of what he said, quote, Tory hard command, see Johnson as a maverick who served his purpose in defeating Jeremy Corbyn, but it's too egotistical and unreliable to tolerate long term. End quote. quote. Johnson's claim that his political assassination is about reversing Brexit is tr- true in that respect. Brexit too was an insurgency, a vote against the advice of the Conservative government of 2016, as well as every party in Parliament, mixed in motivation but generally angry and anti-establishment. End quote. Quote, Sunik, Sunik is as keen to be rid of that kind of politics as Starmer is. End quote. Despite the growing danger posed by, quote, a new right-wing populist movement. End quote. The editorial insisted, quote, currently our big headache comes from those lining up to denounce Johnson, a Labour, a Tory Labour consensus on lowering wages, privatising services, and restricting our political and civil rights, end quote. But this, far from the first time, this was far from the first time that the Morning Star had suggested that Johnson's brand of populism is somehow sort of progressive. During the Tory leadership contest of 2019, the Morningstar came close to backing Johnson against Jeremy Hunt as, wait for it, the candidate, quote, who has the right to call himself a proletarian, end quote. Editorial, 2nd of July, 2019. And if any reader at the time thought that was a joke, the same editorial seemed to praise Johnson's proposed, quote, pledge of a wedge to protect small businesses, farmers, fishermen, and presumably fisherwomen, end quote. Following Johnson's victory, a Morningstar editorial, the 21st of August, 2019, suggested... Quote, Where his coronation both poses a risk and presents an opportunity to the left is in his greater distance from the establishment quote, mainstream end quote, and the already evident breach between him and parts of the p- permanent state when Johnson prorode Parliament and the paper clearly sympathised. By adding an extra few days to the habitual parliamentary break over the party conference season, is hoping to avoid defeat in the Commons by MPs who clearly want to delay Brexit Day yet again. End quote. Editorial, 2nd of September 2019. The paper went on to support Johnson's withdrawal bill, stating, editorial, 21st of October 2019, quote, This government has, against the expectations and manifest hopes of all those parliamentary renegades, have repeatedly found ways to subvert the popular will, reached agreement with the European Union. This is the actually existing Brexit. There is no going back, end quote. The paper also printed the CBP statement, the Communist Party of Britain urges MPs to support the swift passage of the new EU withdrawal bill, which is due to have its second reading vote later today, October 22nd, end quote. If anyone thinks all this was simply an aberration resulting from the morning stars and CBP's obsessive pro-Brexit stance, they should note the following from the editorial of 19th July 2022, commenting on Johnson's quote, levelling up, end quote, slogan, and the supposed quote, plan, end quote, for an, quote, activist state, end quote, quote it was a reflection at Westminster of the widespread desire for change in society. His passing, like the ferocious establishment response to Corbyn, suggests the mother of the parliaments can no longer even hear, let alone heed, the wishes of the people it rules. But the paper's most bizarre moment of all, almost the Dean Doris-level infatuation with Johnson, came in September 2020, when it seemed to believe in all seriousness, that Johnson might bring in a planned economy. We are not joking. The paper falsely portrayed Johnson's clashes with the EU as about state aid rules. The editorial, for September 2020, claimed Johnson's stance opened up the prospect of, quote, massive state aid to support industrial development, end quote, adding a chirpy, quote, what's not to like, end quote. By now, totally carried away, the same editorial went on to suggest Johnson might usher in something like the old USSR's planned economy. Quote, it evokes the rousing verse in red fly the banners, O sung at many a union conference, five for the years of the five-year plan and four for the four years taken. End quote. With that level of self-delusion, hardly surprising that the people who run the Morning Star, i.e. the CBP, felt some sympathy for the poor, persecuted, anti-establishment, quote, maverick, quote, Johnson. All over the place on the Labour Party. The Morning Star has a long-standing relationship with Jeremy Corbyn, who wrote a weekly column for the paper between 2005 and 2015. In its 10th through 11th June 2023 edition, the Morning Star devoted eight pages to a, to a quote, celebration, end quote, of Corbyn's 40 years as an MP. There was a friendly interview with editor Ben Chako, Lindsay German of the Stop the War Coalition, praised Corbyn for, quote, calling for peace in Ukraine, end quote, i.e. for Ukraine to capitulate. Islington Friends of Jeremy Corbyn held him as, quote, a man of the people, end quote, and one Shelley Ryan described how she and her friends, quote, grew to respect, trust and even love him as a leader, end quote. If all this sounds like uncritical adulation, that's because it was. Just one piece attempted to analyse why, quote, Corbynism, end quote, eventually failed. That was by Andrew Murray. He formally, quote, designed, end quote, from the CBP in order to become a key member of Corbyn's team between 2018 and 2019. In his article, Maria repeats the argument he's made in his book, Is Socialism Possible in Britain? Reflections on the Corbyn Years, and innumerable articles blaming, quote, remain, end quote, supporters for Corbyn's failure. Quote, the movement and its leadership impelled itself on the Brexit issue and ended up abandoning the successful 2017 policy of accepting the referendum decision to leave the EU in favour of giving the Remain side another crack at winning a majority before the first decision had even been implemented. End quote. Murray has to admit that, quote, undoubtedly, that is what many Corbyn supporters wanted, end quote. But he's made it clear in previous MS articles and his book that he thinks Corbyn should have overruled the wishes of the membership. In his ten to eleven June MS piece, he argued that, quote, most Corbyn supporters were surely much more invested in getting their leader into Downing Street to implement his agenda than staying in the EU. End quote. Even if Murray is right about that, he ignores a fundamental point. In survey after survey, the reason given by voters for not backing Labour in twenty nineteen was not Brexit alone, but Jeremy Corbyn himself. This may well have been in part the result of a vicious media campaign, but all the polling evidence is that voters went off Corbyn in a big way between 2017 and 2019. That can't be put down just to right-wing media as right-wing in 2017 as in 2019. It is worth noting that while Corbyn was Labour leader, the Morning Star managed to maintain its image as pretty much uncritical pro-Corbyn publication whilst opposing Corbyn's one and only clear policy on Europe to avoid a no-deal Brexit at all costs. Perhaps the paper got away with it because its advocacy of no-deal on WTO terms was tucked away in editorials, often posed as just a suggestion and then spell out statements from the CBP published in the MS but not officially the paper's quote Line end quote. But in 2019, they went further and broke with the Labour Party's most sacred shibboleth to vote Labour in every election. The proposition first appeared almost as an aside at the bottom of the editorial 24th April 2019. Quote There is already a strong case for Britain's voters boycotting the EU elections. Participating in them lends a spurious legitimacy to an exercise that would not be happening but for the parliamentary sabotage of Brexit. End quote. This was followed up two days later with a rambling editorial quote, should we boycott the Euro elections? End quote. Note that disingenuous question mark, which worked his way round to suggesting quote, there is a strong case rooted in a respect for the people's democratic instincts for an active boycott of this unnecessary, irrelevant vanity parade. End quote. Meanwhile, the paper's political masters, CBP, had put out a statement 25th of April, quote, Communists call for the people's boycott of EU polls, end quote. quote. The European elections scheduled for May 23 are illegitimate in Britain, John Foster told the Communist Party's political committee, according to a report in the Morning Star. He insisted that the people's vote in the biggest poll in British history in June 2016 was to leave the European Union, and that this should be reinforced by a people's boycott of the EU elections if they go ahead. In particular, he warned against Labour presenting itself as an anti-Brexit party, as some of its leaders and European candidates intend upon doing. End quote. There is good reason to believe that the CBP and its Morningstar Star mouthpiece have put out a call to boycott the Euro elections because if they didn't, quite a few of their supporters. And even members support Farage's Brexit Party. If you think that's far-fetched, consider this: In the run-up to the 2016 EU referendum, the then prominent CBP and foreign editor of the Morning Star, Brian Denny, also coordinator of the "No to EU" campaign, was working closely with pro-Leave Tories, UKIP, and Farage's close associate, Aaron Banks. Denny eventually left the CBP and ceased working for the Morning Star. Though to what extent this was a genuine parting of the ways, as opposed to a mutually agreed arrangement to avoid embarrassment is debatable, and the Morning Star continued to carry occasional articles and reviews by Denning. The call for a, quote, people's boycott, end quote, was therefore likely to have been aroused to avoid the embarrassment of people in and around the Morning Star and CBP coming out for the Brexit party. But whatever the motives behind the, quote, people's boycott, end quote, it was a bizarre and shameful little manoeuvre. After all, what they were actually saying was, quote, don't vote for Labour, end quote, even under Jeremy Corbyn's leadership. Since the 2019 general election, the Morning Star and CBP have been all over the place on the Labour Party. In the run-up to the local elections of May 2020, the paper failed to call even for a critical Labour vote, except, unaccountably, in Wales. It carried an uncritical interview with the Northern Independence Party's Thelma Walker, and noticeably failed to address what it described in an editorial 13th of April 2020 as the, quote, widespread belief that a non-Labour vote only helps the Tories in England and Wales and the SNP in Scotland, end quote. A report in the Morning Star of the 26th of July, 2023 announced, quote, Starmer's benefits, stance, prompts, bid for new party, end quote. It was a news item, but it read more like a plug for the new initiative. Quote, figures from the Labour movement have called for the creation of a new party. Quote, transform, end quote, warning that Zakir Starmer is planning to follow the same brutal policies as the Tories, end quote. The report informed us that the initiative includes the Breakthrough Party, Left Unity and the People's Alliance of the Left, quote, with more groups reportedly set to join in the coming weeks, end quote. Wikipedia informs us that the Breakthrough Party was founded in 2021, quote, in response to the 2020 Labour Party leadership election, end quote and in January 2022 announced a, quote, memorandum of understanding, end quote, with the Northern Independence Party and the Trade Union and Socialist Coalition, Tusk, and the Left Unity, quote, under the name People's Alliance of the Left, end quote. Somewhere along the line, Tusk jumped ship, but essentially it seemed that the three component parts of Transform are, in fact, the same people under different names. According to the Morning Star report, quote, other supporters include former Labour Women's Committee and Momentum NCG member Salma Ahmed and writer and former Green Party speaker Derek Wall, end quote. This appeared to be a welcome for Transform, though an article by Andrew Murray in the same edition of the paper was much less enthusiastic about new parties of the left and suggested waiting for a Labour government and let Starmer do the heavy lifting. Quote, it may be that the experience of Starmer in power, continuation of neoliberal authoritarianism allied to growing working class militancy, and still fresh memories of insurgent Corbynism, will generate the required momentum, no pun, to make a new effort at socialist organisation sustainable. End quote. This incoherence about the Labour Party is accompanied by increasingly shrill, though often justified, denunciations of Starmer hero worship. Of Jeremy Corbyn, support for the conspiratorial and borderline anti-Semitic film *Oh Jeremy Corbyn*, the big lie, and enthusiasm for North of the Tyne Labour and Mayor Jamie Driscoll, debarred by the Labour leadership, running as an independent for the position of Northeast Mayor. It has to be said though that the repeated denunciations of Starmer's, quote, authoritarianism ring a little hollow coming as they do from a paper that uncritically eulogises Xi Jinping's leadership of the Communist Party of China. The equally uncritical adulation of Welsh Labour First Minister Mark Dreyford remains a mystery. Jamie Driscoll, a momentum member, has been shabbily treated. He was allegedly prevented from standing because he hosted an event about his films for the well-known director, Ken Loach. Loach, a supporter of former leader Jeremy Corbyn, is an expelled party member. Driscoll declared that he would run for North East mayor if he was able to quickly raise £25,000. He got that amount within a few hours and has raised more than 120000 in eight days. More than 5,000 people have made... Mostly small donations of £5 and £10 pounds to support his campaign. Driscoll may win. It is also impossible that he will split the left vote and let the Tories win the mayor post. In his resignation letter, Driscoll slated Starmer quote, You've you turned on so many promises. £28 billion to tackle the climate emergency, free school meals, ending university tuition fees, reversing NHS privatisation. To say Britain is broken, and then came things are now so difficult we will abandon any plan to fix it, is wrong, And quote. In this, Driscoll is absolutely right. However, Driscoll went on to say he had no alternative to but to resign and stand against Labour. And the Morning Star clearly agrees. In an editorial, the 18th of July, 2023, they argue, quote, Demonstrating that Labour's non-offer to trade unionists as an electoral cost would help raise this pressure. Affiliated unions cannot endorse a non-Labour candidate without expulsion, but they may indicate the anger to, by declining to campaign for London's London Labour's appointee in North East England, as no doubt will many Labour members in the region. Quote, Driscoll's candidacy has the potential to upset Starmer's calculations on a national basis. Many trade unionists will surely see that as an opportunity, end quote. But there is another left-wing point of view on this, that Driscoll should have stayed in the Labour Party and organised the left to fight Starmer. That is a difficult, unglamorous job. It promises no immediate headlines. Forces around Driscoll will dissipate. Driscoll seems likely to run a limited, parochial campaign, and the Labour Party will trawl through lists of those who are backing him, expelling those who do so. Driscoll's backers will also, therefore, exclude themselves from important future battles against the Labour right. It makes no sense to step out of that fight on the probable eve of a Labour government, when there is currently little prospect of organising a substantial, rational socialist organisation to the left of Labour. Although the Morning Star has given its backing to calls for democracy within the Labour Party, most recently the, quote, let the members decide, end quote, statement, it does not put forward a coherent set of left-wing demands for Labour activists to organise around, nor does it encourage left-wingers to stay in the party to fight for socialist demands. We need to organise to force labour to abolish the anti-union laws, tax the rich to rebuild the NHS and nationalise or privatise public utilities. And that can't be done by expelled people isolated in a single region. You will not read that argument in the pages of the Morning Star. Page 20. Debating Platform In a rare example of a union using its democratic structures to support the Morning Star, Delegates at Aslef's 2023 annual conference voted to donate £1,000 to the paper. Simon Weller, Assistant General Secretary, told the conference, quote, It's always been said that the people in power should read two newspapers, the Financial Times to know what business thinks and the Morning Star to know what the workers think. Quote, Although we have issues with some of its coverage, especially of trans issues, The war in Ukraine. We believe we should help a newspaper which every day reports accurately and honestly about the labour movement and our battles in this country. Morning Star editor Ben Chaco welcoming the donation said the newspaper is proud to stand with our SLEF members on the picket lines and in the fight for our railways' future as a debating platform for the movement. We know not everyone agrees with everything we publish, but we thank us left members for their support, and the Union know, knows there's always room in the Morning Star for its own perspectives too. Quote. Simon Weller's argument in favour of supporting the Morning Star is probably typical of the attitude taken by many honest left wingers about differences they have with the paper's coverage, as well as Ukraine. Bella mentioned quote trans issues end quote but as on ukraine there too the paper is far from an even-handed debating platform the paper in line with cbp policy almost only ever carries the quote gender critical end quote side of the debate in 2020 the morning star had to apologize for printing a transphobic cartoon tuesday 18th february 2020. The cartoon depicting a slavering, slivering crocodile ogling, terrified at d- and defenceless newts and invading their, quote, safe space, end quote, with the excuse that the crocodile is, quote, transitioning to a newt, end quote. The cartoon depicted trans people as a predatory threat. The cartoon was removed from the online version of the paper with an apology claiming it, quote, had not been authorised for publication and its appearance in the print edition represents a failure to follow procedures for approving submissions, end quote. Official TC briefings say, trans people face massive discrimination in the workplace. In March 2016, a study showed that 60% of trans workers have experienced some form of discrimination in the workplace and 53% have felt the need to hide their trans status from their colleagues. They stress unions' responsibility for changing workplaces to make sure they are supportive of both current and potential workers who identify as trans. Workplace representatives can play an important role in supporting trans members before, during and after any transitioning. But you can also try to ensure that all workplaces offer a supportive environment for trans people. The individual themselves is in the best position to decide how they want to identify. The pronouns she, her, him, he, they, them. They wish to be used and what they want to be called. By adopting positive policies to support trans people in the workplace, we will make it a better place for all those who have issues with their gender identity, regardless of whether they identify as trans or not. Quote, Dress codes should be flexible and gender-neutral where possible to accommodate trans employees. If there's any form of uniform, the employer should provide clothing appropriate to the gender identity of the employee at the time. Toilet and changing facilities are also something that has to be considered. Trans people should be able to choose the toilet or changing rooms appropriate to the gender they identify with. There should always be the option of changing and toilet facilities as unisex. End quote. Yet the 2020 retreat has not been followed by the Morning Star giving spaces to those views, let alone actively supporting the rights of trans people against a torrent of vitriol, discrimination and government attacks that they currently experience. Page 22, conclusion. But, says Weller, the Morning Star does at least cover trade union matters and support, quote, our battles in this country, end quote. As we have argued, the readership the Morning Star reaches is almost entirely people who would already support strikes, anti-cuts campaigns, and the like. And the political cost of backing the Morning Star is immense. In effect, presenting a vision of quote, socialism end quote, in which the totalitarian police state of China is held up as desirable military coup as in Niger, are held as legitimate means of achieving progressive change and nationalist illusions of, quote, socialism in one country, end quote, are promoted as a way forward for Britain. And it's not even true that the paper allows genuine debate on issues where there are differences on the left. To take just two examples, its coverage of the EU before and after the 2016 referendum has been almost exclusively pro leave i.e. pro-Brexit, and on Ukraine has carried innumerable articles arguing against Ukraine's right to defend itself and denouncing Zelensky and his government, while criticism of Putin and Russia have been sparse, tokenistic and muted. Since the evasion has carried just one article by Gary Smith referred to earlier, and an open letter from Smith, John McDonnell, and other labour movement figures back in Ukraine and supporting the provision of arms, and even that was denounced as, quote, a recipe for all-out war, end quote, in the same edition in which it was published. A genuinely independent, quote, broad-left, end quote, newspaper supporting workers in struggle and promoting left-wing campaigns would be highly desirable, but unfortunately at the moment there is no prospect of such a public... coming into existence. Trade unions should not, quote, subcontract, end quote, the job of publicising their struggles and campaigns out to the morning star, but use their money to improve their own print and electronic publications, many of which, to be brutally honest, are presently not very good or very widely distributed. As we have already stated, the CBP has an absolute right to publicise and promote their policies and positions but not to use the pretense of a supposedly, quote, broad-left, unquote, publication largely funded by trade unions to do so. The Morning Star is not an effective way for unions to gain support for their disputes and campaign, and the political cost of backing the Morning Star is immense, in effect presenting a vision of, quote, socialism, end quote, in which the totalitarian police state of China is held up as desirable, military coups, as in Niger, are held as a legitimate means of achieving progressive change and nationalist illusions of quote socialism in one country end quote are promoted as the way forward for Britain. And it's not even true that the paper allows genuine debate on issues where there are differences on the left. two pounds contact us or get involved. workersliberty.org dot org AWL at workersliberty dot org O two O seven three nine four Eight, nine, two, three. 20E Tower Workshops, Riley Road, London, SE1, 3DG, fb.com, forward slash workers liberty, twitter.com, forward slash workers liberty, instagram.com, forward slash workers liberty, youtube.com, forward slash c, forward slash workers liberty, UK.